Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chase the Summit podcast. I'm your host Dave. You probably know me if you're here, and if you don't, that would be kind of surprising because uh, you probably had a search to find this podcast. <laughs> uh, today is a solo episode of the podcast. I feel like it's been a while since I've put out any content on the podcast, so I wanted to just talk for a minute and uh, cover some topics that I've been thinking about. I've got a loose script. Is that the word I'm looking for or structure for this episode of the podcast? Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining me. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe and follow along on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be, you know, anchor or Apple or whatever. And, uh, you know, follow on, uh, follow along on Spotify as well, because that's actually where I can post some video content. However, this, this podcast is not in video form. So yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to cover is I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Patreon members that have been supporting Chase the Summit since a long time ago. I've got three names here of people that have pe- been Patreon members for like almost a year. We've got Darren Horton, Philip Palmer, and Bryce Norton Henley. I want to thank all three of you the most. Uh, it really means a lot to me and the rest of the Patreon members. Thank you for the support. If you're interested in checking out the Patreon page, you can go over to patreon.com slash chase the summit to contribute as, as little as $4 a month, which sounds like a small amount, but it really helps me keep doing this thing I'm doing over here. So if you got an extra four bucks a month, go check it out. So today's topics, uh, we're going to be taking some questions from Instagram. We're going to be talking about uh, what I've been going through on YouTube in terms of imposter syndrome. That's kind of like a personal thing, but I thought I I would share it in a podcast because less people listen to this than they watch on YouTube. And finally, we'll wrap up this episode with uh, my current training and goals for this spring. So uh, going back to the first topic there, Instagram questions. If you don't know, I get a crap load of questions from YouTube, whether it be a YouTube comment, Instagram message, or email. And it is really hard for me to keep up with all of them and write back to every single person. I do my best, but a lot of them slip through the cracks and end up in my like message request queue. So today I'm going to grab a bunch of those, read them out loud, and then I'm going to address them in real time in this podcast because I feel like that's a good way to cover them in pretty quick. And hopefully the people who wrote them are listening. And if they're not, hopefully somebody who's listening gets some value from this. Um, yeah. Okay. So with that, the first question we have is from someone named Lena. That's their username. And they say, I was reading your reviews about multiple GPS watches. I'm trying to choose between the Coros Apex and the Garmin Phoenix 6S. Maybe you could help me decide. I mainly use my watch for daily use, like notifications, weather, steps, etc. But I mostly need it for hiking, through hikes, and backpacking. So I need pretty good battery life and accurate GPS tracking. I also want to use it for short runs and biking, and I saw you tried most of these watches, so I thought you you might be able to help me out. Uh, Oh, the last comment here says, what about the Venue 2? All right, first, Lena, thank you for your question. I really appreciate it. And I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. Hopefully you're listening. Now, to cover your question, the first half, let me break it up. The first half half of your question, you mentioned that you're trying to decide between the Coros Apex and the Garmin Phoenix 6S. Now, one piece of information missing here, or maybe it's not, is what model of the Phoenix 6S are you interested in? 
because if it's the base model, it's a lot different than the Pro or Sapphire model. So that might change things, but I'll try to cover this the best I can. Between the two, if we're talking like the base model of the Garmin Phoenix 6S, it's pretty comparable to the Apex. They have a lot in common. You know, they've got the same kind of uh, widget layout. They've got, they both got pretty decent GPS accuracy and they both have bread, breadcrumb navigation mapping. Um, I will give the battery life win a landslide victory to the Coros Apex because that's kind of what they're known for. The Coros Apex can go up for like a month without charging and you can get up to like 30 hours in a GPS activity without needing to charge the watch, which is great. The Phoenix 6S, on the other hand, because it's the smaller version of the Phoenix 6, you're not going to get that crazy long battery life. In my testing, I would get like between six to nine days of use uh, as like a regular smartwatch with running, you know, scattered in between. And, you know, it's pretty good. But in a GPS activity, you're looking at like 20 to 24 hours of use. So if you're not someone who's running, running ultra marathons or whatever, you probably won't be bothered by that. If you are someone who's running ultras, or in your case, you mentioned that you're a through hiker, that might be an issue for you. Because, you know, through hiking, you're going to want crazy battery life. But then again, I think I'm not really a through hiker myself, but I think for the most part, through hikers generally carry like a little battery pack or a solar panel. So maybe you can charge it every now and then. Okay, now that we've covered that, let's pivot over to talking about the other things you mentioned here, notifications, weather, and steps. For all that stuff, I would prefer the Garmin. It's got a better notification system. You get more information on it, little icons and stuff. The weather widget is way better than on the Chorus because the Chorus just gives you like a barometric readout. And then the step counting, I found, again, Garmin just to be a little bit better. So in my use case, I, for all those things, I would go for the Garmin. For battery life and for, you know, longevity, I'd probably lean towards like Coros. And finally, you mentioned, what about the the Venue 2? Honestly, in your situation, from what you've explained so far, I would probably say avoid the Venue 2 entirely because the Venue 2 is not going to give you the battery life you want. It's not going to give you any form of navigation, not even breadcrumb like on the Coros Apex or the Phoenix. Really, there's no navigation at all. So... It's a cool watch, but it's not really designed for you, I don't think. Anyways, I hope that helps, Lena. Thanks for writing in. Next question. We've got Yusuf. He says, hi, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, I need your help and I can't decide. Please, can you help me? I'm stuck between the Apple Watch Series 7, 45 millimeter titanium version, or the Garmin Phoenix 7X uh, Sapphire. Which one would you recommend, please? And thank you. Okay, this one's uh, kind of loaded, I think. Um, these are two very different devices. The, the Apple Watch Series 7 is a smartwatch first and then like a sports and fitness tracker second, whereas the Phoenix 7X is a tank of a sports watch that's also got some like smartwatch bells and whistles, but it's not primarily a smartwatch. You can use it that way, but like you'd be better off with an Apple Watch if you just wanted a smartwatch. So for me, I'm just going to share my opinion here, but if you are looking for a smartwatch where like you're answering text messages or downloading third-party apps or, you know, I don't know any other use cases, <laughs> uh, downloading a bunch of music applications like Apple Music and things like that, I would go for the Apple Watch um, because it's a better smart, smartwatch and it also has a, a, a brighter 
screen, a more responsive touch interface. Like all in all, it's just a better like everyday wear. The Phoenix 7X on the other hand is a beast of a sports watch. You take it out of the box, you put it on your wrist. You don't have to download additional apps for sleep tracking and um, it's got it's collecting all the metrics right away. And I feel like it's just a easier to use sports watch with less like frills. So for me, I'd probably lean towards the Phoenix 7X because it's just ready to go out of the box. Whereas the Apple Watch Series 7, um, there, there's going to be some setup and you're going to have to download apps for the things you want to do. The other big consideration here is going to be battery life. The Phoenix 7X is a beast when it comes to battery life. You've got like a month of standby time. You've got a one, it goes up to like a hundred and something hours in GPS mode. It's designed for ultra running. It's designed for hiking, multiple days, trekking expeditions, and it's built like a tank. The Apple Watch, on the other hand, you're lucky to get 18 hour, hours out of it. You have to charge it every single day of the week. And if you use it for GPS tracking, you're only going to get six, seven hours before the battery dies and you have to charge it up. So if you're a marathon runner, totally fine to get an Apple Watch. If you're a 50K runner, probably fine. If you're like a sprint triathlete, probably fine. For everything else, longer distances, through hiking, ultra marathon running, I would go for the Phoenix 7X, get a better, way better battery life. And finally, let's talk about navigation. The Like I said before, the Apple Watch can do almost everything, but you need to download additional applications to do a lot of this other stuff, whereas the Garmin can just do it out of the box. And that, again, ties into navigation because when you're taking your Garmin out of the watch, it's already got maps installed on it. You can go outside, see exactly where you are on a map on your wrist, no cellu cellular connection or Wi-Fi or anything. It's all downloaded to the watch. The Apple Watch can actually do this, but you'll have to download a third-party app like All Trails or Gaia GPS or something like that, and then download the maps to the watch. And even in that case, it's still not on the same level as the Phoenix. So I'd say if your main goal is a smartwatch, get the Apple Watch. If, you're, if you care about battery life or navigation features, or just general health and wellness features, I would go for the Garmin. That was long-winded, but I hope it helps. Okay, next question. We've got Zach. Zach says, all right, I reached analysis paralysis. I found the base Phoenix 6 for the same price as the Garmin Instinct 2. Am I splitting hairs, or is the Instinct 2 slight improvement in GPS and heart rate worth it over the older Garmin Phoenix 6 model? General fitness and health use with occasional hiking and hunting. Zach, thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. I'm going to try to answer this question. Now, uh, Gar DC Rainmaker, you know, Rainmaker, he actually made a whole video about um, the Instinct 2 versus the Phoenix 6, which is worth checking out if you haven't seen that yet. But in your case, you're comparing the base model Garmin Phoenix 6 to the Instinct 2. And... That's that gets a lot tougher. So the Instinct 2 is going to give you a more accurate heart rate sensor. It's also going to give you a slightly better GPS performance, like more accurate GPS tracks. And it's also I feel like it's just a more durable watch even though the Phoenix 6 is made out of metal. The Instinct 2 because it's made out of plastic is actually a benefit because if you scratch a plastic watch it's still black plastic inside. 
Whereas if you scratch your Phoenix 6, it's going to be like a shiny metal showing through the paint. So that's another consideration. Another thing to consider is that the Instinct 2, um, it has the latest software, so it's got newer features. You get things like uh, the updated body battery, and um, it, it does have the new sleep widget and stuff. And yeah, the older Phoenix 6 does have that, but the point I'm trying to make here is that Garmin is more likely to add new features to the Instinct 2 than it would be to the Phoenix 6 because it's a newer device. And the way Garmin works is if there's a new version of something, the old one, they don't just let die. Like they'll still support that forever, but they typically add like add new features to the latest and greatest. Whereas the old ones will just get firmware updates to make it keep working. Like you won't get new stuff on a Phoenix six. Whereas in the instinct two, you might. So yeah, there's that. Um, the final consideration here is mapping and music. Uh, but Again, I think you mentioned, yeah, so you mentioned the base Phoenix 6 model, so those don't apply. Uh, for general health and wellness use, it's a toss-up, man. Like, I don't know. They're both the same price. If you want a better display, like a more modern-looking watch that maybe looks a little classier, maybe go for the Phoenix 6. I'd say if you don't care about the looks, you'll probably get more from the Instinct 2. Just kind of crazy. Because um, the Phoenix 6, you know, just a couple of months ago was the flagship device. That was the best thing they sold. And here we are with the Phoenix 7, the Epics, and the Instinct 2 floating around. And all three of those are great. Anyways, I don't know if I answered your question, but I tried. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next one now. Next question comes from Alexander. I just wonder if you could help me with choose one of these watches. Um, I work as a parking guard. So I walk and ride my bike a lot. I've been looking at the Phoenix 6 or the Suunto 9 Peak or the Instinct 2. I've been testing out the Corus Vertex and Apple Watch, but I didn't like either of those. Okay. A lot of information here, even though you didn't write much. Um, so you're looking at the Phoenix 6 or the Suunto 9 Peak or the Instinct 2, but you go on to say that you did not like the Corus Vertex. And I'm going to say that because you say you didn't like the Vertex, I would say don't get the Suunto 9 Peak or the Instinct 2. I would lean towards the Phoenix 6. And the reason I say that is because the Chorus Vertex has a lot in common with the Suunto 9 Peak and the Garmin Instinct in that they're both pretty basic watches. Like there's not a crap load of features in there. There's not a whole lot of smartwatch stuff. Um, where the Phoenix 6 has more of that stuff, where you have the option to have music on board, you have the full mapping uh, capabilities. Uh, there's a little bit more to it. So I think if you didn't like the Vertex, you probably won't like the Suunto 9 Peak or the Instinct 2 Solar, but you might like the Phoenix 6 or the Phoenix 7 if you have a little bit of a bigger budget. Okay, that was a lot. That was a lot for me to talk about in a short period of time. I hope, uh, hope that helped answer those questions. So uh, I'm going to stop the questions there. I do have a lot more, but I'll save those for another episode. Now I want to move on to another topic. This is kind of a personal personal topic in my life that I haven't shared too much about on YouTube. But I've been going through a bit of a like imposter syndrome, I think they call it, where you know my YouTube YouTube channel has been growing. The views are coming in. A lot of comments are coming in. 
Um, it's been really exciting and fun. And I, I absolutely love creating content for YouTube. But like, as I do it more, it's become this weird, like stressful thing. It's actually given me a lot of anxiety because when I post a video and a lot of times I'll make a mistake, like, for example, I, I made a mistake in the Fitbit Charge 5 video. I said something along the lines of, uh, you know, you can't swap out the activity profiles in this thing. And that frustrated me. And then a bunch of comments came in to say, actually, you can do that. You have to click on your account, blah, 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 blah. And that is like, <laughs> I don't know. It's super embarrassing for me because like in this space, you try to become, I don't know if I want to use the word authority or an authority, but like an educated person uh, when it comes to all these devices, because I, I've tested most of them. I'm a huge nerd. I follow the companies. I follow the trends and news and stuff. And you get to a point where you feel like you have all the information you need, but then you put this information out there in a video form and people find flaws and then they pick you apart and you know, it gets to be a little bit, a little bit much. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of fragile, but like the negative comments that come in on YouTube, really, they can dig deep. Um, so lately I've been finding it hard to like find motivation to film because of the, the fear of what comes down the road when the content finally comes out. And it's weird because this is something I didn't even think about like months ago. It really just came with like the influx of views and um, kind of the channel blowing up, which to be honest, like I'm super pumped about, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining here. I guess I am complaining in some way, but like, I'm not complaining in the sense that I, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm like super stoked about the channel. I love making the content. I still have a passion for what I'm doing. I guess I'm just like feeling this pressure of needing to always be right. And, you know, when I see my peers out there, like the, the DC Rainmakers and the Desfits and, you know, even some of the smaller channels, when I see them post content, I'm always like, wow, that was so good. How could I even be in the same ballpark as this? And lately I've been kind of struggling with that, but you know, it's a personal thing. Um, I guess not, I'm not sure why I'm talking about this. I guess what I'm trying to convey is if you watch the YouTube channel and you, you're someone who enjoys it and you subscribe and stuff, like just give me a break for a little while because <laughs> I feel like I'm going through something and I'm trying to, trying to really understand like what my place is and how to attack, how to, how to publish this content without feeling or looking like an idiot. <laughs> Not like I really care. It's just like, I don't know. Lately, some of the comments has been, have been bothering me a little bit. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to worry every, anybody like the channel's not going anywhere. I'm still super stoked and I'm still going to continue to be making videos. So don't worry about that. I guess I just want to share like sort of like behind the scenes look at what I've been feeling, I guess my feelings. <laughs> I don't talk about my feelings enough on YouTube, so I'll do it over here. Anyways, a bit of a uh, imposter syndrome. And I think that just came from mainly uh, the holidays because that was kind of a big period of growth for the YouTube channel. I had one month that hit a million views and that's never been done on the channel before, which is crazy. And again, I'm super excited about that. But when you think about like a million eyeballs looking at you, 
it's a lot of eyeballs, man. For uh, I'm kind of an in- introverted guy, so a million eyeballs is more eyeballs than I want to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's weird because, like, at the beginning, I always thought, I want more views and more of this and more of that. But, like, as it grows, more views and more subscribers almost feels a little bit more gives me a little bit more anxiety and you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, there's more, it's imagine standing on a stage in an auditorium or something with one person watching you or like a million, there was a big difference there. So I don't know. I've, I've been trying to like take a step back and try to try to just relax a little bit and be less. I'm, I, I've actually been watching my old videos recently and trying to see, like bring back that sense of, curiosity and like naiveness is that even a word and enjoyment that I used to have um just like taking it a little bit more lightly and not really being so critical on myself so just a new fresh perspective on making content so if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel go do that now because I think I'm going through some period of growth here and it's probably gonna make me better I feel like I feel like the content coming out the other side will be way better once I figure all this out. <laughs> Anyways, maybe I'll edit this whole thing out and you won't even hear about it. Or maybe I won't. And uh, yeah, this is my podcast. I can do what I want. Right now I'm, I'm sitting in my home office and everyone's out. Kids are at school. Uh, my wife went to work today. She brought the baby with him, with her, which is great because now it's quiet here and it's my lunch break. So I'm doing my podcast and, uh, then I'll get back to my real job and it's kind of nice, you know, just kind of talking to a microphone. And if you're listening to this, sorry that I'm rambling on. (laughs) All right. Uh, final topic for this YouTube, you not a YouTube video, Dave, this is a podcast audio only final topic for the podcast today is going to be my current training status. So this is kind of a mixed bag. There's been a lot going on uh, behind the scenes here in regards to my training that hasn't been shared on YouTube because I haven't really been posting a lot of like vlog videos or race videos. It's been really like reviews and stuff. So I'm just going to share a quick uh, blurb here and probably post a video more in depth about what's going on on YouTube. Uh, Right now I'm training for a 50 mile race that's coming up in May called the way pack and back that race takes place uh i think first first week of may and it's pretty it's pretty hard i've done it a couple times in the past it's uh 50 miles in about 11 or twelve thousand feet of elevation gain there's some pretty rugged sections there's a couple of mountains involved uh, mount watadic all the way up to uh, temple mountain and a uh, good amount of elevation gain throughout there pretty rugged course Um, so it's something I'll have to be ready for. Another thing is that this potentially might be a qualifying race for the Vermont 100. I am registered for Vermont. I'm not sure if I'll be there or not. I'm, I'm intending to be there, but I still need like my volunteer hours and to qualify and qualify for qualifying for Vermont is either a um, 50 mile race under 12 hours or a hundred mile race under 32 hours, I believe is the qualifications. So I was hoping to do the way back and back under 12 hours, but it's actually a really hard race. So I don't even know if I'll be able to do it under 12 hours. 
So I may need to, you know, find a easier 50 miler to, to cover that ground with and get my qualifier. Um, yeah, I don't really know, but to, uh, go back to current training, it's been going actually surprisingly well. I've been doing a lot of uh, treadmill runs, which isn't my favorite thing to do, but it's, you know, it is what it is. And I've been trying to do like five miles a day minimum on the treadmill and then getting in uh, longer runs in the evening or on the weekends. So I've actually had a couple of weeks crack, crack 50 miles, which is great. And some of that was trail. Some of that was road. Some of that was treadmill. Um, other weeks are more like 40, but it's like really floating around between 40 and 50 miles per week. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting my intensity up there. I've been losing a little bit of weight. That's intentional. I've been dieting a little bit just because, you know, hauling around 145 pounds is a lot different than hauling around 155 pounds for a race. So if I could lose 10 pounds, that, that would be nice. Even though I'm not like overweight or anything, I just feel like I perform better uh, when I'm a little bit lighter and it's not even something I'm not even doing it for like looks. I guess I am a little bit cause summer's coming, <laughs> but I'm doing it because I perform better when I'm a little bit lighter. So I've been dying, dieting a little bit, cranking up the intensity, getting more miles in and yeah, I'm feeling pretty strong. It's been a, it's been a good training block and I wouldn't even call it a training block cause I'm not like, I'm, do, I'm not doing like structured workouts or anything. I'm really doing kind of whatever I want. Um, kind of leveraging a lot of easy miles and, you know, just kind of taking it easy, doing fun stuff, doing some, you know, fart lick stuff, some structured workouts, but it's kind of all over the place. I think as the race gets closer, I'll probably get a little more serious and maybe do like real structured training plans, like weekly mileage, mileage and, you know, scheduled long runs and stuff. But for now, just kind of shooting from the seat of my pants. It's going all right for now. Um, the weather, the weather up here in New England and Mass has been getting better. So we've got some warm days up to I think one day almost hit seventy degrees Fahrenheit, just crazy this time of year. But uh, these past couple of days it got cold again. Yesterday was uh, actually like twenty nine degrees and it actually snowed. We got like three inches of snow yesterday, but fortunately it warmed up this morning and it all melted away. And uh, it's sunny out today, probably like 40 degrees out there and not bad. So uh, what else can I talk about? Yeah, in terms of training, it's been going well, but it hasn't been like super easy either because there's been a lot of stress between my real job, which is mechanical engineering for like a robotics company. And then, you know, YouTube has been, I don't want to say stressful, but it has been something it's been, you know, a consideration in my brain. And then, uh, finally it's like, we're going through this house hunting thing. We're actually considering moving, which is kind of like the worst timing for it between housing prices and my job situation right now. And YouTube, it's like, there's a lot on my plate. So thinking about packing up our whole house and moving is just a real headache, but it is there in the back of my mind. And it's been something we've been trying to do for like a year we've been house hunting and shopping and for the for those of you who don't know like my situation my family situation um i'm married we have a dog and we also have four children i have a baby who's a girl she's uh 
five months old right now. And then we've got three other boys who are four, five, and nine years old. And we live in a three-bedroom house. So three bedrooms with four kids and two adults is not easy. My my daughter, uh, the baby gets her own room. My wife and I have a room. And then we've got three boys sharing one bedroom, one pretty small bedroom, two in a bunk bed, and then one in a loft bed. It's like a it's like a hostel in there. <laughs> it's like a bunk room to a cabin. Um, you know, for now they're enjoying it, but as they get older, I think that's going to get tougher. <laughs> and already with the nine-year-old, you know, he's been like itching for his own space and they're, they've been kind of at each other's throats, um, up there. So yeah, it, it's become like a concern to move. It's not something I really want to do cause I really actually do like our house a lot. And, uh, you know, moving is a huge headache and especially what we've been talking about is like maybe new construction, which I don't know if any of you have built a house before, but man, it sounds like a nightmare. And it also means we'd be homeless, like living in, uh, my in-laws house in the basement or something with four kids. And I don't, I don't know if I'm up for that, but, um, yeah, it's something that might happen. And you know, again, I don't even know why I'm talking about this stuff, but it's my podcast. So I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this was just a quick episode of the chase to summit podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. This episode, we covered questions from the Instagram, and I just wanted to update everybody on current training, what I've been going through lately, and where we're at. Stay tuned to the YouTube channel because we've got a lot of exciting content coming up, including, I'll give you a little behind the scenes here, I've been testing out the Aura Ring 3, and I tell you, I've been really enjoying my time with it. I'm going to be filming that review very soon, so stay tuned for that. I've also been testing out a couple of nutrition supplements, which um, I found really interesting. One being Athletic Greens AG1. Uh, I've been taking that for like a month now, and I plan on making a video about my experience with it so far because it's actually been pretty cool. But um, yeah, there aren't. It's not all upsides. There are some downsides. Downsides to that. Um, I've also got a lot of footwear reviews coming up between the Ultramont Blanc. Uh, the Solomon Ultra Glide and a couple of other spring footwear options in terms of hiking. We've got a lot of earbuds and headphones on the docket. And I've got some other fun projects that are in the backlog here that I'm scrolling through on my computer right now. And I'm not even going to talk about them because they're not fully fleshed out yet, but they will be soon. Anyways, uh, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode now. We're coming up on what do we got? 30, 31 minutes. And I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to call it a ramble, a ramble podcast that I'm putting out there for all of you to listen to. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you checked out the Patreon page over at chase the, at patreon.com slash chase the summit. Go over to uh, chase the summit.com to check out the merch store where we have t-shirts and hats and stuff like that. Uh, follow me on Strava. I've got links in the show notes for that. Check out the Discord server. And finally, make sure, make sure, as if your life depended on it, to go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel, because that's the most important thing. Okay, that wraps it up, people. Thank you for joining me, and I will see you in the next episode. 
Goodbye.